0: Welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, as I exhale with a great sense of peace and contentment as we go into another program of New Paradigms for a New World and looking for those choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. We're going to be talking once again, uh, and I'm glad to have her back on the program. I really enjoy speaking with her. Cheryl Stelt, she is... um, She is our guest today. We're going to be talking about chakras or chakras. What is, Cheryl, first of all, welcome back to the program. I I really do enjoy having you on the program. Thank you so
1: much, Richard. It's just such a joy to be here.
0: And I know everybody has different pronunciations for things. um, And I, so I don't want to get real rigid and structured and all of that stuff because that's not what life is about. But uh, how do you pronounce it? chakras chakras okay well I know that uh, there are so many different aspects to to energy in our bodies specifically Uh, on the one hand you have the shall we call it the the body vibration we each have a vibration but that vibration is made up of multiple vibrations when we talk about the chakras Right? And I used to think, and I kind of just set this aside, but I used to think, well, the lower vibrations are the lower base things, you know, the material world, and the higher vibrations were spiritual and all. And I'm thinking, I'm not sure that makes a lot of sense, you know, because uh, each one plays a role. Uh, for those who are not familiar, let's just kind of do a, maybe a, a chakra 101. Um, can you tell us, from the vibrational standpoint? Certainly, we can talk about colors. We can talk about numbers. All of the the legends associated with the seven basic, seven basic chakras.
1: Yes, absolutely, um, absolutely. And I first just would like to, if it's okay, comment on what you said about lower vibration and higher vibration. And so I think a lot of people refer to that as. We're in a low vibration if we're feeling negative or challenging emotions, which, sure, we can say that. And we're in a high vibration when we're feeling love. You know, love is really the ultimate love and light, mm. joy, and that sort of thing. But if we think of it from the perspective of slow vibration and fast vibration, slow vibration is very much of the earth, the material world. And it's also the love. The love vibration mm-hmm. is, is much slower. Light is a very fast vibration. And we are beings of love and light. The whole universe is made of love and light. Mm-hmm. And so like you said, there's you know so many vibrations that we are experiencing and can experience at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so with respect to the chakras, they are energy centers. There is energy, thousands of energy pathways that are flowing through us all the time. We we know about the Chinese meridians. Um, I was I was very into the meridians for a long time. I, I have a diploma in acupressure, and it's it's just amazing how we can create change in our own energy field and how energy flows through us, we can create the change. With the chakras, they are energy centers, and they run along the inside of the spine. So the spine is like an antenna, it's it's a conduit. And so this energy goes up and down. And there are actually there are energy channels that run up and down the the spine as well, the Edam, Pingala, the Shushumna. And that's That's the energy flows from one chakra to another, or we hope it does. And then the the chakras are actually their energy centers where they each have their their own specific qualities, so to speak. It's just like the organs in our body. They have different functions. The liver doesn't do what the kidney does. Specifically, they both help, you know, process. Um, all of our human you know we eat Mm -hmm. we process we digest we nurture ourselves and it goes on that way the chakras are similar in that they have specific qualities the root chakra and i I just want to say i love that humanity today from what i see we've really gone into embracing the lower chakras spirituality for years for centuries was all about the upper chakras and having our spirit leave the body and we could have all these uh, euphoric experiences and that sort of thing. But the, the problem with that is it doesn't help us accomplish much. It doesn't help us accomplish much here yeah. near the earthly plane. It used to be go live in a cave in the Himalayas, and, uh, and even even if they would, you know, and I've been to India, and I've spent a lot of time in the Himalayas, and, and the, the old gurus there um, would cut that skin underneath the tongue so they could stick their tongue up the back of their throat, yeah. And then Oof. you move into these altered states, and you really don't need to eat or drink. Very little, like there are there are these gurus in the Himalayas that just live off non-leaves, and you can live a very long time. So that's great. But how much are you benefiting humanity? You know, it's it might be a, a really um, sort of an ongoing, very spiritual experience. And uh, uh, so, I want to just go back to accomplishment. So the root chakra is all about that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it, I, it, I I know this. I know this in in that in that reference that I know a lot of people who teach about chakras and so forth, who actually work with people, whether it be in yoga and so forth, they actually... There's, there's a part of wanting to be grounded when you start this process, which doesn't mean you get tied to the material world. It's that you want to be grounded to the earth so that you don't... And I'll say it basically metaphorically speaking because you don't want to float away. You know, you want to... Stay, you want to have sort of a foundation as you as you work your way up the chakras, right? Absolutely yeah.
1: and that that is that is the foundation And moving beyond uh, even feeling grounded, you know the two of the qualities that I work with so closely with my clients are creating safety and stability. So the soul comes into human form. We all know that we're all souls in a human body and our soul has a mission. And if we were meant to be out of body as human beings, mm-hmm. why even come here? Yeah, You know, we, we came here to help our soul grow, evolve through being a human being. And so the number one thing that we need is a sense of safety and stability. It's like the baby comes into the world and that baby needs to feel, it needs safety, it needs protection, it needs to feel stable, that all its needs are going to be met. So when we come into the world as a, as a baby, and we may not get all those basic needs met, yeah, it makes yeah. it very hard as adults to accomplish what we really want to accomplish, or even to take the risks, even mm-hmm. to take the risks uh, to do great things. It's yeah. it's impossible without that safety and stability. Well, and mobile, so what go, com- go ahead, go ahead, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, so what comes out of that when we when we start to feel grounded, we start to feel safe, we have somewhere to be, we won't fall over. Uh, and I take it even further. I'll talk about it maybe in just a moment about the spike that I noticed at the back of the root chakra. But we have we develop that safety and stability that we may not have had earlier in life. And we create that, and then we can take risks. Then we can go on a greater path. And the root,
0: yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, it's the old saying. Uh, Do you get plenty of sleep? No, no, there's plenty of time to sleep after I die. Um, I want to let our listeners know that Cheryl Stelt is our guest, and her website, CherylStelt.com, C H E R Y L S T e-l-t-e dot com she also has a couple of books that you might want to check out client magic uh, magnet Client could be magic uh, to hook up with a particular client and create some wonderful things. Client magnet is the one of her books, as well as heal your neck issues and let your throat chakra shine. I want to talk about that a little later on in the program, but uh, as we continue here uh, on Tell Me Your Story, we're going to talk more about uh, the next set of chakras as we continue. I'm Richard Dugan, your host along with cheryl stelt uh and we're talking about the chakras we've already talked about the root chakra number one uh let's go ahead and move on to um, to the next level if i'm correct the next one uh is is more in what we would refer to as the the sexual center is that right or the solar plexus
1: yes we can, well that's the the sacral chakra is the second chakra and i just want to throw in one more thing about the root chakra mm-hmm. it's about our responsibility what are we responsible for so that's ah. what feeds the accomplishment so when we develop the root chakra to a certain level eventually we we and we have an understanding of what our soul is responsible for on this earth today in this lifetime okay. and that feeds when we develop that that feeds the energy and goes up into the sacral chakra and so yes the sacral chakra is very much about sexuality passion and passion is what also fuels it's the best thing the best emotion that fuels our creativity so from the perspective of the soul's development here on earth and i'm very much about people accomplishing their soul's purpose so i primarily look at the sacral chakra with respect to creativity and that's where uh sexuality plays into that because passion whether it's sexually or a passion about uh, playing a sport or doing art, whatever it is, when we get that energy flowing, it fuels the sacral chakra, it nurtures it, and it gets that energy going. So a healthy sacral chakra will then start to come up into the solar plexus. Mm -hmm. And so all creative ventures are worthwhile, Mm -hmm. are worth, worth doing.
0: I don't want to get uh, overly graphic here, but I have also heard it said that when, in terms of getting that energy flowing, um, that there, and as you've already alluded to, there are several, there are many different ways of getting that energy flowing. But if one is um, blocked, so to speak, okay, and is looking for some kind of release of that blockage. That there, there are methods, there are ways that we can release that ourselves um, through, if I may, uh, through self-pleasure, that we can work to build the energy. And it has also been said uh, by, um, uh, I'll call him a mentor of mine. He, he ran these programs in Phoenix, Omega Vector, Delta Vector, and his main focus was on the zero point with uh, Tayard. And um, he said that nothing that exists here on Earth in particular that man has created, nothing that exists was created without the sexual energy. In other words, everything that's been created by man was created through that energy. Is that a fair assessment?
1: I think of it more as as creative energy because to me, the sexual energy, if we we refer to it, it limits it. Okay. Creative energy to me is much more
0: expansive. So expanded, yes.
1: Okay. All right. Uh, But it is a particular flow. Mm-hmm. It is a particular flow. So I don't want to get caught up in the verbiage. No. You can say everything is created with sexual energy, but it's also everything is created through creativity, mm-hmm. the, the energy of creativity.
0: Yeah. So the next level uh, from there, uh, working our way up, uh, is that uh, the third chakra, the solar plexus? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I love this chakra. This
1: chakra to me is... It's a very fiery energy. And so if you think of the root chakra, we get that safety and stability, the accomplishment responsibility, and that comes up into creative flow, creative mm-hmm. flow. And our sexuality is one way to get that energy moving. And there are multiple other ways. One of the things that I do is I you know, I do chakra readings. I can see where energy is blocked and can give people ideas on how to uh, remove the blocks. And I see where their energy is flowing really well. And so that's how I work with people and teach them to become their own energy worker. So when we get to the solar plexus, that is all about truth and power, our personal truth and our personal power. So you think of it from the perspective of the family, this is very much the chakra of individuation where we go out into the world and we do our own thing. We become our own person. And so when there are, uh, dysfunctional links to the family that at the age of you know 40 or 50 we're still going by what our parents say we're still listening to them and 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 walking to the beat of their drum oh yeah we need to work on the solar plexus we need to work on the solar plexus and so we we need to lovingly break through bake through those uh, uh, sorts of challenges and opportunities. But what I love about this chakra is we can, we can through this chakra, get to the deepest truths of who we are and why we're here. And that truth is power. And that is where the the expression starts to come out in a different way. You know, the expression from the sacral chakra, whether it's sexually or through creativity. Um, if you're an artist, that sort of thing. That's a real flow. It's much more watery. It, it, there's a there's a flow of energy that goes through that chakra. Whereas the solar plexus is more about radiance and power, and uh, and and how we're going to really start to shine. In the world. And so that's where we have, where we can develop that very strong, powerful sense of
0: self. Mm. And that is very important. What I have been going through for the last four or five months has been that search, not so much for purpose. I've pretty much, I want to say, pretty much, at least for this point, at this point in time, I pretty much nailed that. I think I'm I'm right where I'm supposed to be. But there's a difference between that and Knowing one's truth. Truth and purpose are kind of two different things. Now, I want to ask you this question in regards to the physiology of the human body and it's how it's reflected, say, through the chakras and, and maybe as you, as you read people. If you had read me, and, and by the way, folks, you can get a free 20-minute uh, chakra reading. If you go to her website, you can sign up for that. Before, uh, July, uh, before the 29th of July of this year, 2021, I had a gallbladder, and apparently it was very infected, and I had a gallstone the size of a golf ball. Oh. After the 30th or 31st of uh, July, I didn't have it no more. It was gone. Uh, it was during the Olympics, and I would joke with the nurses saying, Yeah, I got a gold medal uh, d- during surgery. They said, What are you talking about? I said, Yeah, I got a gold medal in the gallbladder clean and jerk, um, but I don't have it anymore. Now, I have researched, and from a metaphysical standpoint, it's like not so much the seat of anger, but that is a, a, a part of. That's where anger sometimes holds up. I don't know why. It just that's just what I have found. Yes, liver and gallbladder. Yeah, and I find myself. I used to when I would let's say let's say I had a glass of water here and I spilled it. All right. Arr, arr, would be my initial reaction. All right. After the gallbladder surgery, I spill the water. <laughs> it would be that instant arr, and then I would chuckle. Wow. Yeah. So when someone has a procedure such as that, um what does, have you noticed, if, if you were aware of having something removed, have you noticed, uh, for example, if I may, a woman who has a hysterectomy? That's, that's part of the second chakra area. And that I would think would have a major impact on the energy flow.
1: I, I believe anything would. I can't say I am that familiar with surgeries and having things removed, I will uh, for sure give you my ideas around this. And sure. so uh, so what happens is we have, so anger, number one, it's not as much the anger that we feel in our lives that really it comes out. But it's a projection, often a projection or an expression of repressed anger in the subconscious. And along with that anger, I I find more and more is when we have felt indignation so even especially in childhood, we weren't treated, our needs weren't being met or met, or we won't tr- weren't treated very well. We weren't supported and loved, and where our parents were saying, I'm so proud of you, you're so smart and so amazing, and da-da-da. We we if we didn't get that. And so there's there's a part of us knows that something's wrong mm-hmm. and we're not getting what we need. And there's but in the family, it may be that it's not okay to express that anger. And so that anger is suppressed. And if it doesn't get expressed in healthy ways, if we don't find it, find it, uh, find it, and release that, those emotions—that's what creates the blocks—are stuck emotions, and they're often held in the chakras. Then it will lead to the problem of expressing anger outwardly, and then it will lead to illness. Mm-hmm. And so when, so when you tell me your gallbladder was removed and you don't see this uh this same projection or expression of anger that makes perfect sense because where it was being held part of where it was being held so you still get it because mm-hmm. there's still probably some repressed anger in there and none of us are perfect that's for sure including mm-hmm. me yeah um but the other thing is that i just want to throw out there what does a gallbladder do the gallbladder allows us to digest fats which are rich the gallbladder allows us to experience the richness of life. And so the anger prevents us, the block of the anger running through there prevents us from enjoying the richness of life. So you don't have a gallbladder now, mm-hmm. that may be difficult to digest fats and you can, you can take ox bile, I don't know, like there's supplements you can take <laughs> to help you with that. And if you were my client, I would put on your list of things to do I would have you meditate on your sacral chakra and look at how do you want to express yourself creatively or what kind of energy do you want to flow through you and then bring that up into the solar plexus. And how can you really enjoy the richness of life more? What would what would give you the most sort of substance to really sink into and just think this is this is the best thing on earth? And and what are those ways? So to really uh to really look at that. Does that make sense?
0: Oh, absolutely. It absolutely does. What I find so fascinating um, is the, the research uh, that I did in, re- in reference to the gallbladder, and of course what I was told by my uh, surgeon, uh, was that um, you don't really need it. And I'm thinking, well, then why in the world do we have in the first place to have this kind of a problem, uh, then have to have it removed? Uh, because apparently the body can function, and I've been doing just fine, uh, digesting my food since I've had the gallbladder removed uh... Of course i did ask them of course there's another organ in there i think it's the um, the appendix that they haven't figured out yet what the heck it's for or what it would go I, I find that hard to believe that as far as we've come technologically and so forth that we haven't figured out how what's good there and i said could you take out the appendix while you're in there? And they said, no, we don't do not do 2 So there you go. We're talking with we're talking with Cheryl Stelt, and uh, we're talking about chakras. We're going to continue on working our way up the, uh, the chakra ladder, as it were, here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and we're talking with our very special guest, who has written several, a uh, couple of books here that you are going to want, I think, I really do think, you're going to want to check out. Uh, One is uh, Client Magnet, Um, and uh, we'll touch upon that a little bit. And a little bit later on here, as we have time, we're going to talk about how to heal your neck issues and let your throat chakra shine. Now, that's interesting because when I was uh, over at my parents' house for Easter one year, uh, and uh, my sisters were there, my eldest sister, who is part of a very... What I'll call very structured Christian philosophy, um, didn't really believe in you know energies emanating from this place and that and the other, and my mother was uh, doing this scanning over us kids, and I just happened to walk into the room and they said lay down here, and my eldest sister began to scan my body from foot to head, and as she got over my neck she says it's getting really warm in my hands, well obviously my throat chakras part, that's part of my life's purpose. But what I find interesting in terms of the title of your book here, um, Cheryl, is healing, uh, heal your neck issues. And every so often I, you know, we, as we all do, maybe I worked a little too hard. I threw too many logs of firewood over this way or that way or the other way. Uh, And you know, the next day my neck is kind of stiff and I got to stretch it. And you see people doing this sometimes when you're in the store and so forth. Is that sort of an indication, and this is in a a general way, that, and again, I know we've moved up a little bit here, uh, but is that an indication uh, maybe that they they haven't, maybe for a period, that period of time, maybe they uh, they haven't been able to uh, find their voice? Other times, no problem. Other environments and so forth. Is that? I mean, uh, there seems like there's got there's a correlation between the physiology, the physical condition of the body, and then the connection to the chakras, just as we talked about earlier, uh, you know, about the sexual center and so forth, the, the second chakra.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and the throat chakra is known primarily for expressing ourselves, speaking our truth, also being seen and heard. And I love it that your level of self-awareness is is way up there, that you could look at the changes in yourself that you're able to recognize how you change through your, your gallbladder surgery. Um, but I also, the, the other thing you said, you really have your purpose nailed and you get it and a lot of your purpose is about the throat chakra. Mm-hmm. And so when um, I discovered a couple things that I, I wanted to talk about, but the the throat chakra is also about expressing our purpose. And there's there's. I often see in people that are really clear on purpose, they have this white ball of light behind the back of the throat chakra. It's always there. Mm. And people can still express themselves really well and still have some wounding in there that they actually could go to a higher level of expression. They can level up. And so there's different things in all of that comes up from the other chakras so often what i see i see this spike of purpose um the spike of really uh what we take a stand on that's at the back of the root chakra and that energy goes up to the back of the throat and it's how we express that and so let's say and and this happens to me frequently because i do i do quite a few chakra readings on coaches or people who are, are in business and they're looking at, when they're looking at moving to the next level, one of the common things I see is I'll see a wound in the front of the root chakra. They, they have all this other good stuff going on and here comes up this wound that wants to be healed. And it's all about moving forward, taking on greater responsibility, accomplishing something even better and greater than they have so far. So that comes up. And they may be the best public speaker on earth, and what happens is there's often the same block up in the throat chakra. It can also be the same block in the solar plexus or in the sacral that I, I will see often see patterns. And when I see those patterns, we always start with the root chakra. So when you say, oh, you know, sometimes you're you're doing something and you get a a stiff neck or that sort of thing, I will tell you, I had I had a pinched nerve in my neck. In my 30s when i i had been meditating for a while and uh you know for a few years and i got this pinched nerve and i was bedridden for five days Ooh. went to the chiropractor for the first time it was just ice 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 all the time it was it was absolutely debilitating and i started to and i wasn't able to the chiropractic was barely helping i had been doing some yoga i started to do more yoga and that helped but it wasn't until i started really focusing on the chakras and healing myself that i was able to heal all that pain i mean i was i was stiff from that for about a year and a half so i have this injury my neck goes the wrong way and i have been pain free for over 20 years Mm
0: -hmm. i don't
1: if if i ever do get neck pain i look at it more as a throat chakra issue do i do any stretches i do a stretch that takes about. It actually takes two minutes. I'll sometimes do it for, and I do that a couple times a week, and that's it. And uh, and yes, I don't. You don't have to have the pain. The pain is the body speaking to you. There's a message in the pain every single time. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Cheryl Stelt and my guest here on the program, CherylStelt.com. We will be linked to her website. This is her second. I know this is your first time on the program. I don't know why. I'm thinking, well, when you gave me my 20-minute chakra reading, that was our first program. Eh, Sort of, kind of, in a way. That's right. And I am so glad that you, uh, you have joined us here on the program. This is Tell Me Your Story. We are bringing you new paradigms for a new world, giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to uh, help make your dreams come true. And the knowledge that we're getting today uh, as far as uh, choices regarding our chakras is coming from our very special guest today, Cheryl Stelt. And um, I I know we jumped. We went right over the heart chakra. So let's go back to the heart chakra and talk about uh, its significance. I know that a lot of people, they will spend an inordinate amount of time either on the heart chakra... Uh, which is one, two, three. Number four, the throat is five. I can't remember. I, I I don't know if six is the third eye, and then the seven is the crown. But be that as yes, it may, let's, it. let's 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 talk about the uh, the heart chakra. A lot of conversation about the heart chakra has gone on for years.
1: Yes, yes. I I would like to begin by telling you a story. I have a client of mine who I've been working with now. Uh, for some time. And when I did her chakra reading, and you've had your chakra reading, so you you know what it's about. Mm-hmm. And I was blown away with her heart chakra. I've had three people that I've, I've witnessed these amazing, radiant heart chakras, amazing, radiant heart chakras. Is it the be all end all? No. This, this person came to see me because she wrote a book and she knew and wanted to speak on the subject of her book, but she was terrified. She knew she had throat chakra issues. So that's what brought her to see me. So I do the chakra reading and I could see the wounding. The wounding in her root chakra was so unbearable and so stuck in her subconscious that the wounding was behind the chakra. It was complete, she was completely ignoring it, completely ignoring it. And so, but I'll, I'll go up to what I saw in her heart chakra, this amazingly wide and vibrant, it was lit up like a star. Yes. It, was, it was just gorgeous, stunning. Yes. I said, you must be meditating on your heart chakra. She said, yes, I am. I said, I've never seen one quite so wide. Like it was just absolutely radiant. So I asked her how she was meditating on her chakra. And she said she had this shaman who taught her this meditation and she would, I can't remember if she would try and extend the heart chakra out 14 feet or 28, something like that, mm. um, in the width and, and in the front and back. So she accomplished that and she had been doing that for a long, long time. And then I get up to her throat chakra and here we have the same wounding in the throat chakra that there's all this stuff in the back that's really interfering with her and i I said, I said, you you know, and I explained to her what was going on, and so she is now in a place where that wounding, all that energy at the back, no longer exists, and mm. she's really taking on her responsibility in this life, and she's starting to accomplish a whole lot more, and she's moving into speaking. She was just on her first podcast. Oh, and wonderful! She said, There's no way she could have done that before, and mm. she did my client magnet program because she wanted to attract clients, and then that group. Said to me at the end of it, we we have to keep working with you. Where else are we going to get this? And and so I said, okay, of course uh, we can we can continue this. And so she's now looking into teaching in a whole different way. She's looking into getting on stages and actually speaking because she's healed all of that. And is she doing that old meditation with the heart chakra? Not anymore because she she's got that vitality. It's built, and the and the thing with the heart chakra. It feeds the other chakras, but we mm-hmm. still have to go to the other chakras. And mm-hmm. and fundamentally, the number one is always a root chakra. My most listened to meditation is creating safety and stability in the root chakra. If we don't have that, we're never going to truly accomplish, fully accomplish our soul's purpose.
0: You know, one of the most amazing things that I have personally experienced, and I know you have too, and you've just shared a prime example of this, is when we start to break through those blocks, break through, you don't go around over, under, or the other direction. You go through. The most amazing things start to happen in your life, in your life, as you break through those. Um, it's It's almost like uh... the blockages and i'll I'll tell you the imaging that's coming in my mind right now the beavers have just they built a dam that is blocking the 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 river which is my energy flow and i have found a way to i don't know remove it blow it up whatever go through it so that the energy comes on through. And then all of the sudden, I mean, I'm starting to experience that with some opportunities that are uh, 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 starting to uh, manifest that I've been desiring for, well, ever since we started this program. There is the very real possibility, and this I'm not speaking out of turn here because if I put it out there, maybe other people will sort of, okay, let's put it out there. Um, This podcast, broadcast, videocast could become a televi- travel television program, which is what I've wanted to do. I've shared that dream with the, our listeners over and over again. Where I will travel around the world interviewing people at the base of the Himalayas, uh, in this temple, in that place, in the other place, and they'll video, uh, they'll re- they'll video w- the work that they're doing. For example, I think that the first place I want to go is Ananda Village up north of uh, Nevada City here in California, because they've got a beautiful, beautiful spread up there, and the work that they're doing to help people to raise their consciousness is is absolutely marvelous and that's part of what you are doing Cheryl Stelt we're talking about uh, the work that you do with chakras as well as uh, going through a sort of a a chakra 101 course here and we're gonna continue that here on tell me your story I'm Richard Dugan your host and uh, we are uh, working our way through not necessarily in order but that's okay cuz as I've said before the universe asks the questions the universe guides this program I'm just along for. I'm just sitting in the back as the as the horse trots along and just watching and looking and having a good time. So, we've talked about the first five. So, which is number six? The third eye. Yes, yes, that is
1: correct. Okay. Now, before you
0: before you go any further with that, I've also seen where I'm going to take the hat off for a moment. You have the third eye in the center, but I've also seen that there are a series of a total of, I think, five, five or seven eyes, if you will. No, 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 five, because the other two are the physical eyes that have to do with that inner vision, that inner sight, if you will, uh, that, um, you know, part of our intuition,
1: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I just want to go back to the heart chakra if that's okay. Sure. And, and say that yes, the heart chakra <laughs> is all about love and compassion and connection with others at deep levels, that emotional intimacy and everything. And so when our truth and power, our personal truth and power is radiating out of the world, that energy comes up mm. into the heart chakra. And, and we can, and what I see in people, who really serve humanity is a real width of the heart. You know, when I see the chakras, I don't just look at it's not just one thing. I see all these aspects, right? There's, there's so much to see the front, the back, the middle the sides. And that is one of the most common things that I see with people. And that helps us evolve. And what's important when I so the expression of that, the expression of that is, is so important in the throat chakra. And then you ask about the third eye. So it's, it's, it's our inner sight, absolutely, and it affects the eyes for sure. And the ultimate goal is to see with the eyes of God or the universe, mm. whichever word you want to use—God, source, universe. I, I've just gone back to using God, mm-hmm. and it's really—it's uh, the work I do is is. You know, I try and allow God to move through me the way God wants to move through me. That's the aspect of a soul. We're all an extension of God. We're all an extension of the universe. So how does the universe wanna move through me? And as the third eye, when you start to really develop all these lower chakras, then you're gonna be called on to go to the next level. And that is really the time to develop the third eye. If you develop your third eye ahead of time, really early, it's great. You're gonna see all kinds of things. But then again, your true mission in life may not actually manifest for you if you if you don't have the lower chakras well developed. And so I, you know, I spent time in India. I spent time focusing on the third eye and, and going back to the heart and, and back and forth. And when I spent, I was in India for four and a half months, did my yoga teacher training, and we just meditated like crazy on the third eye. And, and I was always... I meditated more than anyone else in my class of about 40 people. And I mean, it was great and it was fun and Mm -hmm. it's fun to go up like that. Uh, And when I got back to Canada, you know, I'm a Canadian, I am living in the US, but I'm a Canadian and I I get back to Canada, I couldn't stay focused on my heart chakra, could not stay there. Mm. And I ended up going to a spiritual school and really learned to focus more on the heart. And, and so I love that, being able to go back into my heart chakra. And I stayed away from the third eye for a long time. But then there was a time where I was so strongly guided. It's like, you need to level up. You really need to move spiritually. You need to provide more for humanity. And that's when I would start to look at the third eye more. And what I see in people overall, I, when I do a chakra reading, the way I see the third eye, is I often see that there's light that radiates out all in front, um, like a semicircle, and it, it just it just shines out. And then the back, you know, we want the back of the chakra to shine as well. And there's usually nothing going on. And so what that tells me, and when I do my chakra readings, the number one thing people say is that was bang on. Mm-hmm. And so this is what I see most most commonly with people that I read. They're attracted to me. They have great intuition but they don't always follow it mm-hmm. it's often scary. And that's what prevents that third eye. If you want to really develop your third eye, sure, you can meditate on it. That'll help you. Yeah. But the more you follow your intuition, the more you follow your inner guidance, the more you're going to get. And I remember years ago uh, living in Victoria on Vancouver Island. And what I w- I learned to follow my intuition when it was something I could never come up with. I would never think of that thing in my mind, and I'd go, "Oh my gosh, this is a universe moving through me. This is mm. this is true guidance." And then I would follow that, and it was often scary and often hard, but it always paid off. Yeah, and I would, and I could see the reasoning. I could see the reasoning behind it. So I don't advise to just jump in and do that. You know, I I, I remember doing a chakra reading on a woman who was very psychic. I I got up to her third eye. I was blown away with with the imaging that I received. It was really cool. It was gorgeous.
0: Mm. Well, you know, one of the things that that I have often said, and I say this now with much love to those listening, if you're not going to follow the promptings of your intuition, your still small voice, why are you listening? Okay. Uh, What's the point? And I was in a program Wow, 40 years ago, (laughs) literally 40 years ago, uh, where we were doing an exercise. They gave us this big, long piece of uh, white construction paper and a Sharpie. And they said, we want you to write down a statement. And so I started out writing it in cursive uh, that I would listen to, and then the next line, all block letters, and follow the promptings. Of my friend. That's how I refer to my still small voice as my friend. And uh, I've always found that, and I still have that. And um, it just, it's like, what's, well, well, what's the point? Why? And, and of course, we promote people participating in the decade of perfect vision and going within and spending time in that quiet, Peaceful, calm, still place, and listening for that still small voice, listening for the encouragement, the inspiration, uh, the insight, uh, even education, if you will. Similar, you know, or the creativity, as you just described. I've also said too that um, that we um, uh, uh, that the still small voice will never, ever put you in harm's way it might challenge you and it did me especially on a financial issue where I'm I'm trying to do the numbers logically and trying to say okay well what am I gonna do here and and in in the back of my mind my my voice was saying do this do this do this and was the same thing each time and I'm going no 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 that is totally opposite and contrary to what I'm trying to accomplish and finally, I gave in. I said, "All right, all right, yes. I'll." <laughs> and guess what? If I hadn't followed the prompting, things would have been a disaster, a mess, worse. I I don't know that I would have. I don't know what what would have happened. But all I know is I did, and and it actually turned out better than I I I personally thought. My ego thought it would turn out so you know that's where the 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 still small voice will challenge and sometimes the still small voice will test and did that to me too you know where I was supposed to turn left now I'm gonna go straight halfway down no, I better go back cuz the prompting wouldn't go away and I made the turn like I was asked to do I don't know why other than look Richard you're either going to follow or you're not now be serious are you gonna follow the promptings or not and it's still not I'm not giving up my free will cuz I can still choose not to But I can trust and you know what (laughs) they say you know what they say when you get to the edge of a cliff right you jump and you trust that's what you do so we have one more chakra to go here on tell me your story new paradigms for a new world and we want you to stay right where you are I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and we are talking with Cheryl Stelt about the work that she does with chakras. She has a couple of books. I would love to have you back to talk more about Client Magnet. I think that would be a a, a wonderful thing because when I was introduced to the whole aspect of sales, I thought, I don't want to do this. It's so disingenuous well Richard what we're doing was we're trying to establish relationships with these people but to what end well so that we can get their signature in a check on a contract and it's like that is so disingenuous you know um... I I, by the way folks I, I you know full disclosure I went to her website I can't even remember how I found you Maybe it was through uh, LinkedIn, I, I just can't recall off the top of my head. I went to your website, I saw the 20-minute chakra reading, which, okay, fine, why not? I mean, what's it going to hurt? It's free, it's, you know, 20 minutes uh, out of my day, no big deal. But my ulterior motive was I wanted her on the program. <laughs> so it was at the end of the reading, I said, oh, by the way, i uh, <clears throat> Uh, The reason I uh, actually contacted you, (laughs) and here you are, and I'm so glad that you are here. The final chakra, before we run out of time here, is the crown. The pinnacle, if you will, so to speak, although there are those, again, and it depends depends upon one's own personal philosophy, um, who say uh, that there's actually one that's actually above the head but let's let's not go too far afield. if you've ever have you ever uh, heard of the book joy's way no it has um it isn't just seven chakras that they talk about oh they're I'm all sorry. over the body all over the body so but we're not going to go there that's uh that's the advanced phd for chakras but let's talk about the crown chakra
1: yes yes there are you know Three above and three below, and in our hands and our feet. And yes, that there we could we could keep talking about this for hours. And I just want to uh, throw in here um, that with the with the third eye, we actually can touch into our inner guidance in every single chakra. We can we can get we can access the truth of our being through every chakra, and we can work with them directly. Um, and your words of wisdom around following following your intuition and following your guidance just rings so true, so true. And I admire your endurance around that and your uh, state power with that. And so the crown chakra is really that's the opening to the universe, to the cosmos, to God, to everything. And it really reflects. It's so cool how I see the crown chakra. And I don't work directly with the crown chakra when I'm I do a lot of online energy healing um, in all my programs. People get either personal one-on-one or group online energy healing with the chakras, and so it's to me, it's it's the life force. It's our soul coming into the human body. It's it's the it, it's the pinnacle of the chakras. We are always receiving there. I rarely see a blocked crown chakra, um, and sometimes. There's, there's been some sort of spiritual trauma that may have happened to somebody. It's usually very, very severe to have an, an effect in the crown chakra. And what I find often just sitting with them within a few minutes, I can, I can clear that. Because that wounding does not come from within ourselves. All the chakra wounding that I find has been created for us. And it's helping us and we can change it. And so can we change the crown chakra wounding? Of course we can, but it's a real it's often a real easy one um because I don't know that the crown chakra is meant to be wounded. I, mm-hmm. I don't believe that. And so it's you know, the universe really doesn't want you to have that block, no matter what. The other blocks serve us, they help us grow. Yeah. They help us grow. It it's sort of um sort of the next step. I also find the crown chakra is so useful in replacing the wounded energy. So I can can help a person pull out, I pull out the energy they feel into it and I pull that energy out and bring that energy into my own heart chakra while I'm in an altered state, the heart chakra and the solar plexus. So I'm in my spiritual power and I give it back to them cleared. So there's no, I'm not taking any energy, I'm not giving them, it's just taking their, it's like a a serious scrubbing and washing energetically. But what we can do, what I like to do, um, especially through even reparenting the child, or just replacing that energy with the purity of love and light that we really are, Mm -hmm. that pure consciousness is to directly take that energy from the crown, and replace that energy of the wound, so that they're, they're much, much freer in their lives and not so bogged down. And so part of my goal is to help people become more and more clear energetically that they, they just become the love and light that they truly are.
0: Now, when you gave me my reading, there were several chakras where you, because you talked about this earlier in the program, there were several of my chakras that had that light behind the, uh, the chakra. Which that's right was I think you said was a little bit on the unusual side. You don't see that in a lot of people.
1: That's right. And so you you said you're connected to your purpose. That's really obvious. and so I see that in the chakras and and so it's I see it in the throat chakra as a as a white ball behind the chakra. But what I often see is people may be aware of their their purpose, but sometimes there's like a black plate in between that in the throat chakra and the rest of the, the chakra, so they're not expressing it fully, or you didn't have that. There's a there's a, a pretty clear channel there. What I also saw in you, that's so cool, and I'm seeing it more and more in people. Um, <clears throat> I see in the back of the root chakra is like this energetic spike. And I often see it, it comes down sort of like a comb.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: People that are so in line, so aligned with their soul's mission, I see it as white light in there, it's white. And that tells me they know what they stand for. There there are certain things uh, that some people just stand for, like um, they they want to reverse climate change, or they want to help heal uh, anyone who suffered from human trafficking. You know, or whatever, they know what they stand for. They know what they really value and they know what they're all about and they know why they're here. And And what that spike does energetically, it gives one something to lean back on. Mm. So it's, it's at the back of the root chakra. So it doesn't matter what goes on in life. They have something to lean back on. And, and I've even seen with some people, they go through changes in their lives. And I sometimes see where this spike turns gray and a new one is formed. Parts of it break away, or maybe even the tip, some old beliefs, some old foundational beliefs around what they stood for, they, they changed their mind. No, I've had all these experiences and I, I don't stand for that anymore. Now this is what I stand for. And it energetically affects this spike. I've never read about this spike anywhere and i've never read about um, the back of the th- chakra and i to me so much of our learning and growth is through experience just like you've shared a number of your personal stories very vulnerably and so that's what i encourage people in in the work is i give them the skills to become their own energy worker i give you the skills mm-hmm. to become your own energy worker and then and then you can learn through your own experiences and then my my ultimate hope is then that you teach others
0: mm. And that is really the big key right there. It's not enough to go to Cheryl and get a chakra reading and then just walk away and say, oh, that was interesting. And, yeah, OK, I'll try to incorporate some of those things and this and that and the other thing. Uh, we are here to work together and play together and live together together. Uh, and sometimes, unfortunately, we die together, but um, one of the interesting things I wanted to ask you about was, do you see people's chakras just as the observer, just in your day-to-day life, or can you sort of kind of turn it on and turn it off, or uh, or do, uh, do you, is it necessary for you to focus your attention as opposed to it just kind of like always being there and you're seeing these these uh these images or aware of these images of the chakras and so forth
1: that's that's such a great question richard nobody has asked me that publicly before so i thank you for asking me that and i know we're coming to a close so i will try and answer briefly i do not just see the chakras all the time absolutely not I have not received a gift per se of sight. I have actually, it's through my own spiritual practice and learning to see myself and then learning to see others that I've developed this over time. Can I uh, see chakras very quickly? Absolutely. It takes me a second, you know, to tune in. Um, the reason I do chakra readings is because it's really about empowerment. To me, it's, you know, I'm all about healing and empowerment. And so I love telling people where their strengths are, and then what their blocks might be or where the energy is not flowing as well, and some tips on what they can do to get that energy flowing. But it's so wonderful for people to hear what their strengths are, where yeah. where their power lies, and and what's gone really well for them. So Yeah, I can talk to someone on the phone and and say, do you want me to tune in? But it's it's a conscious thing.
0: We're talking with Cheryl Stelt here on Tell Me Your Story. New Paradigms for a New World is what we give you. And also what we give you at the end of each program is three questions, Cheryl. Cheryl Stelt, who is my guest here on the program, CherylStelt.com is the website. We will be linked to your website as well so people can get into uh the chakras get that to free 20 minute uh, reading from you and maybe take it to the next level find out more about client magnet the program you mentioned that it was a program we'll have to talk about that another time but before we let you go first of all thank you so much for giving us so much time and we will make this uh quick and painless uh in this uh, this portion of our game show thank you so much for being with us
1: thank you ever so much richard I I love what you're doing in the world and what you bring to so many. I hope you keep going and I would love to see your dreams come true that you're traveling to different communities and experiencing people in all their greatness.
0: We may be coming to your town someday soon. (laughs) All right. So with the final three questions that I ask all of my guests, you may have answered them to some degree during the program, but I like to ask them pointedly. Number one, who is Cheryl Stelt? Cheryl Stelt is a spiritual leader. What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you're doing now?
1: My biggest goal is to develop, create a foundation, teaching others to heal and recognize their gifts so they can develop their own healing modalities and teach others. And the foundation will be set up for people to um, take healing to developing countries and teach that there. And really through all the work I do directly with clients, it's all about healing and empowerment. How can I help to empower others to really step into their
0: greatness? And finally, what is your life's purpose? My life's
1: purpose is to be a spiritual leader, teacher, healer. I was guided years ago after a, I did a a week long retreat for myself. And I had been told by people that could see that I was a a teacher, spiritual teacher and healer. And it was the hardest thing for me to accept. I actually became chronically ill. Mm. Uh, it It was just too much for me to handle. And so I was able to eventually get over that and step into that. And so that is my mission. That is my purpose is to help others really step into who they are and why they're here in the greatest
0: ways. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us here on the program. And we are going to have you back to talk about the program of Client Magnet, the Client Magnet program. So we will have you back again. And I want to thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. Again, we're on uh, podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio. We're on YouTube, where you can watch these interviews and you can hear these programs uh, on this station at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. on Sundays, Monday mornings at 1 a.m. and Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. And until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love Talal.